Hello, everybody. Welcome to the number one
extremely mature, very out, very outspoken, very. Um, what else? I would say mature too. Mature. Caring too. You're like a, you're like you have a motherly instinct for you. Yeah. Even though you're the baby, that's really surprising. Yeah. 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 Very. Yeah. In, a, in a good way. Like just all around. We all know how to have a good time. We yes, know how to turn something into. I mean, nothing else. That was really fun. Go ahead. I think Lauren and Bri are like the really party ones. Let me get us out there. I'm the very organized one. I, ooh, because y'all know I hate when we're not organized. So I'm the organ. I keep us organized, I feel like. Mm -hmm. um, and then Kim is just like the long run. I think, like I said, it's like the mother. Like he's making sure everybody's good. Yeah, it depends on my mood too. Yeah, because sometimes I can just be like, I don't like y'all side. Yeah, and y'all be like, I'm not fine. I'm not fine. Like your pressure be real. Look, your pressure is very real. Your pressure is so real within. This I'm working on that. I'm working on that. Yeah, it is. It really is. Because a lot of times when I say I'm not going nowhere, somebody is going to make me like. Yeah, feels so guilty. <laughs> Not so guilty. <laughs> but you have well, a good time. Not sometimes, all the time. All the time. Yeah, I think we're like all around. What is it called? Like, well, centered. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. yeah. But we all be missing each other too. It's not like, you know, it's like we have to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're not forced by anything. All the time. Yeah, and I think I honestly think that this podcast with God has like made us closer too. Cause I didn't, the I did not hang out with y'all too as much as I did now before the podcast. So I think that really like brought us a lot together. So. And we're seeing like different sides of each other. Yeah, like I'm a professional organized. So. Yeah. So and I'm still learning a lot about everyone, y'all too. So. Um, okay, so my question is, what about me is hardest for you to understand? Wow. Wow. That was deep. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. I really don't think there's anything that you can't be understood about you. I need to think about this. Yeah, it's good. Like, it. No, I'm, it's on the tip of my tongue. I don't want to get too deep when I say this, but I think, like, when it comes down to not understanding people, it's because you have your own like frame like how you want that person to be. And yeah. if they don't meet that criteria, then yeah. you don't understand them. Like people don't really take the time to understand people as they are. Mm -hmm. So for me, like yes, we're uh like we're friends now, we're close now, but there's still more to learn. Yeah, I don't feel like you're a difficult person to understand. Well, I see you for who you are. Can I say what I want to say? Yeah, go ahead. I personally think I am hard to understand. But y'all can go ahead and tell me. What's hard to understand is I'm the wrong first episode. You're like, I'm not outgoing. I'm not this. I'm not that. But like, when I see you, I'm like, for you? That's because I'm I show it. So I remember when I told y'all that Grace is the kind of person that once you actually get to know her, it's like you peel back a layer every single time we have like a deep conversation, like something we learn something new about you, and you like open up to us the more and more even we get into like our friendship. Literally, yeah. It is like you're a goofball for real, but yeah. like I always say, it's goofy as Lauren. Not as goofy as Lauren, but like they probably thought you were like when you first met her. You probably thought she was like. What did I say? I thought instantly she was out over. That as soon as I started talking to you, it was like. Uh, I mean, but that might be you though. It's because you might be very outgoing, which made me want to open up more. Because if someone is like, like forces it out of me, then I'll be outgoing. So you're more of like the you reciprocate energy, like yeah. it's like the vibe is like mm -hmm. outgoing. It's hitting. You're kind of like okay, I'm gonna come back out. 
I'm not sure. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. Okay. If someone else is quiet, though, I'm going to be quiet, too. So every time you get you, will be quiet, huh? I still feel like it's like, 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 like cool, calm, collective. And then I don't when know. When I first met Lauren? Like, everybody. No. Yeah. And then yeah. after, I don't know what the, the turning moment was. Girl, we just started. Yeah. I remember I first came over with that Tim Gallon and Rossi. <laughs> and I was talking to you. And I was like, that's what yeah, like, it's so fun. No, when, it's I, when I have a look at me, I'm different. Oh, yeah. I'm not as shy. But yeah. Hey, cool. That was fun. That was fun. <laughs> so we're going to continue to do this every episode because we, again, want you guys as listeners, viewers, to really know who we are as these four wonderful, beautiful, mm-hmm. independent Christian women. Big part. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So who wants to say topic? Oh, let's let's let Brianna say because she's going to talk about the topic of today's podcast. <laughs> so I don't know what this topic. Wait, is it? Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. I was thinking about the order. The topic is single, sexy, and sanctified. And although not all of us are single, the person that's not single is one single. So Still relatable question. Still, I mean, we gonna talk about more of the sexy sanctified time, but on our end, we gonna give us a simple, sexy sanctified black in the streets, and if they want to live, they about here. Girl, and y'all know we got stories and opinions for days, but I mean, so it's treacherous. Yeah. So, what does it mean to be single, sexy, sanctified? And yeah, yeah. To be single, I'm gonna go with single and sanctified. It's like you're alone romantically, but you still have a relationship with God, you still have a relationship with your community and people around you. So that's what it means to me to be like single and sanctified, but sexy, you just find this foot all over head, so but. Mind you, single is not always like, oh, I'm just so alone. It's mm-hmm. like romantically, you may not be with somebody, but you still have connections and relationships. So, single, sexy, sanctified. Um, me and Lauren were also talking about um, this earlier. And I feel like when you're single, sexy, and sanctified, you're not really alone when you have a relationship with God. So, mm-hmm. even though it says single in that, that doesn't mean like you're lonely. It just means that you might not be. Um, all the way like involved with someone romantically mm-hmm. or you know like together with someone in a relationship but that don't mean you're alone like my man that's Jesus for right now <laughs> I, like bring mommy. So, yeah. I think really and truly and like this is something I have to learn is that right now I'm single but like you said you're in a relationship with Jesus and God but you're also in a relationship with yourself and you're like willing yourself to be stronger mentally for you know that time does come that can y'all hear me? It keeps coming oh, out. I hear you. Okay. Okay. So yeah, just uh, really strengthening everything about yourself, um, mentally, emotionally, especially, um, and learning from your past experiences. Get yourself both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So kind of like a moment. How should I put some supers? I'm gonna put some The sexy and sanctified. Um, because I think contrary to what a lot of people might think, you can still be sexy and be a child of God. Like, sex appeal and sexiness is, I feel, number one, your confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought of this quote the other day confidence is the best accessory. Like, no matter what you look like, what, how tall you are, how big or small you are, your skin shape, if you got hyperpigmentation, whatever, like, you, when you have confidence, you're sexy. That's right. And you're yeah, And honestly, too, besides the physical, if you're a good person, you have good character, mm-hmm. you treat people with respect, you treat yourself with respect, mm-hmm. you're a sexy person. Yes. And you can do all those things while being important and sanctified, loving God, showing other people the love of God. So there's it's too many women that are really pretty on the outside. I know y'all hear this a lot of times, but they're really pretty on the outside, but on the inside, they don't got no relationship with God, first of all. That's what's most important to me. I don't care what my friends look like. As long as y'all have a friend, I mean, it's a plus that y'all all follow. <laughs> but as long as y'all have a relationship with God and y'all carry yourself with poise and 
carry yourself to the utmost high, like that is what's important. So I feel like you being sexy has nothing to do with you being cute on outside. Because you can be cute on outside and be ugly. And be lit by the devil. Mm-hmm. It's literally you walking into a room and like your aura and your energy getting off into the room and everyone looking at you and not in like a cocky way but in like a I know who I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like to get back to so one thing I appreciate, and I went to church with Lauren this past Sunday, and we had a ball. Like I introduced her to my pastor, I want to come back again. Everyone was so long to me. Y'all know we are. We're gonna be there next time. We're gonna be cutting up. But yeah, like one thing I I realized about all of us, like we have a relationship with God, and it's it seems that like it's on different levels, but we still have that understanding of like we know who God is. We can be open about our Christianity, our religion. There's no judgment, and we're all like building each other up and educating each other. Like even the conversation y'all had about. Um, that show. The one on YouTube, The True Side uh, of Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, we started talking about that, and I'm just saying, saying, listen, we're listen to y'all talk, and I'm like, they can go back and forth for hours, mm-hmm. like, talking about this show. You Did you see it before? No, I just read the Bible in, like, that context. But it seemed like you knew about the show. I knew, I knew about certain stuff because I, when I read the Bible for myself and, like, did research, yeah. I found out a lot of stuff. Yeah. Then just, like, people being like, okay, um, this is this happened. Like mm-hmm. I read it, and I was like, "Oh, Israelite, they were tripping on Moses." Like it was yeah. hard time. Yeah. <laughs> For the listeners and the viewers, um, the show that we are talking about is called um, "The Secret uh, or the Bible Secrets Revealed" on the History Channel, and I watch it on YouTube. And I've been just really interested in like different conspiracy theories and different like lessons and things that people really don't talk about or people that. Um, our Christians really don't even know about the Bible. And I think we were talking about this too, Cam, when we went to Bible study together, too. Mm-hmm. Um, just about different things. So, yeah, that's what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But just to say that to say, like, clearly it's stuff more and more about the Bible, I don't. Clearly it's stuff priests know about the Bible, I don't, and vice versa. And I just appreciate us having that openness to be able to have conversations to educate each other. Mm-hmm. Not just about Christianity, just about, like, business in general, professionals, employees, like, everything. Yeah. And it's not, it's genuine too. It's not forced. Like, yeah. even though we have like this brand together, <clears throat> this business, this podcast together, it is not forced. Like, it just naturally comes up, which is also a part of the reason why we wanted to start this podcast as well, because we actually speak like this. Like, it's not planned. We just have conversations like this. So, so all that means, so, I would say one of the ways within this group outside of within myself that I stay grounded in faith is like knowing I could be like, all right, so we're going to church on Sunday, even though we can go to five five minutes. But yeah, knowing that we can do that, we can pull up, pull out our Bibles, yeah, and just talk, you know, yeah, and go to Bible study on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me personally, staying grounded is also, you know, like you guys saying, having y'all around. Um, to hold me accountable to bring church Bible study. Like when Cam asks us to all go to Bible study, I was like, yes, like I can't wait till I'm not off on a Tuesday because I I genuinely before like I haven't been to church in like months um before that. So for her to ask that and have someone like in my corner that like held me accountable really meant a lot to me because that was my sign. I felt like God was telling me, like, you need to get back to church. Like, you need to focus. You need to get back to how you're raised, basically. Um, and then also, I don't know, just, like, also watching documentaries. Like, I feel like people think that Christianity is just, like, so boring and the Bible is boring. But when you, like, watch them and when you listen to things that are credible, it makes it fun. Mm-hmm. And it makes it fun to be around. So, that's what it really helps me grow to, like, be around people that are my age super excited, um, genuinely excited about the same thing that I am. So kind of piggyback off of that, I think a lot of people take the Bible too literal and do things and think that, like, okay, this might be a um, minor thing, but like the whole thing about Jesus walking on water. I do not believe that the physical man Jesus walked on 
That makes sense. That's the literal thing of like Jesus walking on water. So you're looking at a man walking on a whole lake, ocean, whatever you know, on water. I think of that as the sun. Jesus is the sun of God, right? The sun in the sky bouncing off the reflection, bouncing off of water. That's what I believe. Um, that's just like a small example. Um, but I think when it comes down to Christian values and stuff like that, and different parables that are told in the Bible, people take them too literal and think that it's too strict. And at the end of the day, God gives you free will, and he gives you the freedom to do whatever you want to do. And you can either be convicted at some point and repent, and God is gracious enough to forgive you for those things. You're not going to be Hell, the way they back in the Old Testament, girl, oh, you had five jumping jacks in the box. You know, give somebody a piggyback, turn around fourteen times, and then you'll be forgiven. Uh-huh. And that's that's not what we have to deal with yeah. from the New Testament days yeah. on to what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I appreciate about my faith, mm-hmm. and I think staying grounded in it too is also just knowing that. God has done so many things within my life and uh, people around me that I can give a testimony as to why I believe in God, especially this past week. Like God has been talking to me in so many different ways. Just just yesterday, I'm about to, we're driving back, uh, we remember we're driving back to this apartment in Jacksonville, and I missed the turn. In my mind, I missed the turn because I know the general area, but I only go on certain streets. So I'm thinking that I missed the turn. So I go to the next street over. It turns out that that next street still brought me back to where I needed to be. But the street that I was going to turn down, it was at least over five cops, a car that was smashed to smithereens, and like two other cars were surrounded. So it's like, okay. Jesus. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And some people might think that that's a minuscule and that just happened by happenstance. And you probably really did know where you were going No, I literally did not know where I was going. It was dark, like. I I know the area, but I've never been on that street. So, yeah. Okay, so, I don't know if you remember Sunday, but remember when we was walking to where you parked in downtown Atlanta? Um, that's practically where she parked. She parked. She parked in like two different. She parked downtown. We walked for 40 days and 40 hours. <laughs> so, we're walking. Remember that BMW had their headlights on? He was like, their headlights aren't happening since last night. Then when we got to church, somebody else had their headlights on, right? I don't know if you saw that. But then remember on the screen, they said, the owner of IKEA, whatever, your headlights is mm-hmm. on. Then today, somebody had their headlights on when we was at the mall. And I was like, what does this mean? And I was like, this is just like not some random stuff. Everywhere I go, people leaving their headlights on. And I thought to me, it meant that God would say, be aware. Because if you leave, like don't go on autopilot. You don't want to just mm-hmm. be on autopilot, leave your lights on, and you come back and your battery's dead. You out of energy. Like you don't want to go on autopilot mode. You're going to die out of energy yeah. and you're going to be pissed. That's what I thought. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what that makes sense. That's what I thought. I was like, so be present, be intentional. Oh, intentional. Oh, I'm pay attention to what's going on. Don't forget to turn your lights off. Turn, go chill mm-hmm. for a minute. Do whatever you need to do. Be intentional so your battery don't die. Mm-hmm. So that's wow. what I thought that it meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that gave me the Yo, yeah, I got chill. Yeah. Yeah. But that was too weird, wasn't it? I thought that was really weird. It's not coincidence. I've had a similar experience when I was saying, and I probably have two, but you know how sometimes when you're driving on the highway, the lights, the like orange lights, you know what I'm talking about? On the highway. Sometimes, well, a lot of the time, I'll be driving by and then we'll like turn off. Oh, yeah. And this would happen, well, it was happening way too frequently at a point in my life, around the time that my grandfather had passed away. And I was just, it was so much the same thing, like, what does this mean? Like, my grandpa talking to me, he's talking, trying to tell me something. And I was just like, like, God, I need in the right direction. It's mm-hmm. like, because it was a very, very, very trying and emotional time. But mm-hmm. yeah. we God now. But to get back to what you said and answer the question about, like, being grounded, I think, like, for me, when it, come, when it comes to 
my faith and my religion, I used to always feel more comfortable um, going to church with my mother, like always being with somebody. And I have to realize at the end of the day, they're not going to be there on judgment day. Mm-hmm. Like your relationship with God and your Christianity is all you. So for me, it's having a conversation with God in the middle of a meeting saying, like, let me, like, what do I say in this moment? Praying right in there and giving the patience, the guidance, the grace, even with the smallest things to, like, make the right decision and go with grace, like I said. Um, even, like, listening to the Holy Ghost, like, little stuff, sign the stuff that we get, it's like, Holy Ghost is trying to tell us something in that moment, and it's a testimony to somebody, it's a sermon to somebody, like, just being like you say, conscious and intentional about your faith and like the little things that happen on an everyday basis is so, so crazy. So just off of that, like it's really easy to talk about that with your friends, it's really easy to talk about like being Christian with your family, but what are you guys' experiences when you were single and now that we're all single, what are you guys' experiences of um, being single and Christian. Like, is it hard for y'all to find Christian men? Do y'all try to find Christian men when y'all are dating? Like, what is that? Girl. Girl. Wow. For me, the men that I've dated, thank God, have all had a relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. Thank God, like, with the church, etc., etc. But nowadays, um, I feel like I make it pretty clear on social one way or another. Like if you actually follow me, like you know I'm a Christian woman. And there's men that will want that they have a relationship with God by posting something or like applying or whatever. And I just think it's so funny that like <laughs> these men <laughs> Almost fake as if they are a Christian. And I don't want to be the like the judge of that, I don't, but I feel like you can tell when someone is again intentional yeah. about their Christianity and when they're just saying it just to like spark the conversation or to feel like they're connected with you. Because like Shorty cross your teeth and got your eyes for you mm-hmm. about your thing. Please mm-hmm. listen. Dudes, like a guy who I've I've met a few, not a lot, but a few guys that don't believe in God, and they'll try to argue with me, go back and forth. I'm I'm not about to argue with you, or go back and forth with you about God and Jesus is real. I'm not about to do that. What did we learn that's on what, Sunday? That's what about I, Sunday? You couldn't even write a book to fill up the world with all the stuff that Jesus did. We just wrote this little stuff down right here for y'all to listen to. I'm not going back and forth with you. And number two, if you like, I got a relationship with God. All right, so when I start praying over some food. Let me see what you got to say. Mm-hmm. Oh, you over you? What you got to say? Yeah. You holding my hand? You closing your eyes? Like, what's what's really going on? Because I'm gonna bring it up to you. Because that's how I am. Every time we, I'm praying. Every time, like, we praying together, something. So, like, I'm gonna bring that to the dating room. And if you don't respond well to it, I'm so I'm happy that I don't have to see them. The dating room. No. Oh, I was gonna say. You said turn the prayer closet into a dating room. <laughs> 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 Even as your friend, like not even just dating, as your friend, you mm-hmm. can tell. Just by the way that he carries himself, the way he treats you, other um, people, his like family, friends, yeah. strangers, like. Do y'all ever find, like, don't you know, like, what people say? I think I said this before on one of our lives, like, you can see when somebody praying for you or praying on you. Mm-hmm. Can you tell, like, when a guy is, like, looking? Jealous of you, kind of. Like, look, he hating on you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, he liked me. He got my best interest. Like, maybe to somebody that would pray for me. And it's like, "Mm, actually, you might kind of look, he hate me. What you got to say? Yeah, I can't. What you got to say, girl? Because I've never thought of that before. I've been involved with people that were very insecure. Yeah. And uh, could have been, I don't want to say jealousy. I don't think jealous was the word. For me, okay. my experience, um, the big thing for me was insecurity and pride. Mm-hmm. That was the yeah. problem. Um, a lot of people actually that I've dealt with have those issues 
a man that always likes to compare like what we did professionally um, and like what levels we were on because in the moment when we were dating like I was already kind of established in my profession and this person was still trying to find my work etc cetera, etc cetera. and I just remember us arguing a lot about like well what would you bring to the table in the relationship and I think as a woman when you are basically, how do I say this in the most humble way possible? No, I'm just saying, anyway, we're real. Um, but you know, I'm disrespectful. When you're like, I don't know, like that, doing better off than other people. And it's almost like a lot of the things, the little things get, so like, for example, like I was working full time, still cooking, still cleaning, et cetera, et cetera. And then it was like, what do you bring to the table? Like, what do you mean, what do I bring to the table? I basically am the table. The reason why the lights is on, she said the, on the legs. Before, there's groceries in the fridge, you get a, a home cooked meal every day. I set your alarms. I remind you to do this out and throw for yourself. Is because I have it in my like I'm naturally a nurturing person, especially in a relationship. So don't ask me what I bring to the table. Stop trying to compare. Oh, like man versus woman. What a man is supposed to do. You really can't compare. You know, the man's responsibility when you're not really in a position to uphold all these things that you're trying to. That part. Oh, you you know oh, like, you can't really that part. I, yeah, yeah, that part. I wish I could press one of these buttons. <laughs> I really do. I really do. Yeah, restriction. Yeah, restriction. Too much. I think <laughs> But yeah, I'll just hate when like that whole like when you bring to the table thing comes up because I feel like as women and like a lot of guys may disagree or whatever. Like I don't believe in the whole comparing, you know, roles and responsibilities. Because at the end of the day, like it takes two to tango in every single situation. When it comes to building a great household, like raising a family, it takes two. So why are we debating on like who the alpha is or like submitting to somebody like yes you must submit to your husband because that's also in the Bible. But do I have a ring on my finger? <laughs> Let's start there. Or do you even show the qualities of being a husband? Like y'all have seen on social media podcasts and stuff where people are talking about who like the alpha is in the relationship and like submitting and it's like are any of y'all married? Like have any of y'all ever been in like a situation where you can attest to the things mm-hmm. that you were doing in order for a woman to submit to you to begin with? Mm-hmm. You know, I heard this quote that if you can replace your man's name. The Bible, they explain, love is kind, love is patient, love is all things. Oh, if you can replace your man's name with the word love, Charles is kind, Charles is patient, he might be the one. Charles. But is Charles kind and patient? Does he not boast in envy? Yeah. You know. Yeah. You got a point there, miss. <laughs> Y'all got points. point. need to drop a, a cue box. Okay, I can't hit the button. Sorry, guys. Cat, well, oh, wait, 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 wait. Wait. Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> that is, stop. That is, that is, that is, and there we go. Yeah, no, there we go. I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. So we talked about um, just being single and finding Christian men, or if it's hard finding Christian men, or looking for Christian men, but what, how? Because we have 
Camille on here. She's the only Latina that, you know, Ooh, beautiful, lovely, beautiful relationship. What is your experience as a Christian woman in being a Christian Yo man, I'm gonna deal with you right now. Yeah, yeah. I just say I was gonna say right now. Let's talk about it real quick. <laughs> Yo man in the field support. We all, we all waiting for, for the, the engagement invite. We all waiting for the the baby uh the baby the baby, the baby, the baby shower gender reveal. <laughs> okay, um, my experience being in a Christian relationship, it is by far one the longest relationship I've ever been in. Two. I feel like I can be my most authentic self in this relationship because my boyfriend is also a Christian as well. And I feel like it's easy to be in this relationship. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. We don't have crazy arguments. Like, yes, we get on each other's nerves. But first, we had a friendship foundation before we got into a relationship. And we've been through hell and high water. But God's us through. And places where we are today um because if i had my way two years ago like he was going to be blocked but <laughs> god is and <laughs> and i was even though i didn't know i feel like i was being obedient to what god was telling me even though i didn't know he was talking mm-hmm. um so this relationship i feel like is very easy we go to bible study together um, we have Baptist fits in the car and in the house together. Um, we can joke about the church, but we can also have serious conversations about the Lord. Um, yeah, it's it's great, and I feel like um, in terms of him being my family, because my family is like the number one thing in my life, and I've only brought one other boyfriend to meet my family, um, and I felt like I kind of had to in that relationship. Not saying that at the time like, I wasn't in love and that I didn't want him to meet my family or anything, but part of me just kind of felt like a little off about it. And like my family loves him, like all sides of my family that has met him loves him, and his family loves me. And I think that just shows how authentic and how real and how blessed our relationship is. So yeah, I, I don't think I've ever. I'm sorry, I've never even been able to talk about. God with any other person. Mm-hmm. That's wow. And that's crazy. Like, yeah. like I might like, bring it up for something I might have already in the past, but everybody needs to be like, oh yeah, I believe in God, but I don't want to try to but I don't want to lie about it because I don't do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not the perfect Christian either. Like, the church that I grew up in is no longer a church, unfortunately. So all I have right now is Bible study until I find a new church, but he comes with me to that. Um, and I feel like that right now is part of my solid foundation. And we're building that foundation together now because, I mean, I was going to this Bible study for probably a year and a half before um, we got to a relationship and he started coming down with me. Um, but yeah, I don't think I've ever really been able to freely speak about God as often as we do mm-hmm. in any other relationship I've been in before. That's powerful. And I think I think the key word in everything that you said that I just cannot let go of is the fact that it's easy. Like I ain't never been in an easy relationship. No, yeah, easy. Real. Like, I'd be anxious because <laughs> I, I mean, it's, I mean, I don't want to say being in a relationship isn't hard, like, but like you said, because y'all have those foundational elements about yourselves individually, but at, like as a couple, it just makes. And we, we bonded over a song. We bonded over a gospel song together as friends. Um, total praise are just going with that song. Still getting me to tears and since I'm not here. Yeah, that, that, that's on right there. I can give you a couple stories on how that song got groups and things. Um, but I remember us having a conversation and we both just coming up different songs and we're going back and forth playing music. And that song came on and we were both done. Like, yeah. <laughs> that this is all I need. You can put this on repeat. Yeah. And we listen to it together, and it's not annoying. Like, oh, you're playing the song again? Like, no, we're going to worship together. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, because you know how some people, like, they kind of bond after, like, trauma, so, like, trauma bond, but, like, that's beautiful after, like, for y'all to bond over worshiping God. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, y'all foundation is God. It, I feel like that's what we all want for us, like us to be single too, like to bond with someone just off the strength of the relationship that you have with God. That's beautiful. Thank you.
Wait, what? Whoa. <laughs> Breeze, why do you have to do all that? I was like, what's your name? Well, never mind. What's the question? I was going to ask, what was your, what's your, like, favorite thing about being in a relationship? And then, like, the thing you hate most about being in a relationship. Mine is, like, something you brought up. How it was easy, the anxiety I feel when I'm with somebody. Like, just the anxiousness, like, worry. I hate that. But what I do love is having somebody I can depend on and they can depend on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think my, I think with me and my, my son far, but um, the thing that I don't like about relationships is like the argument, which is probably mm-hmm. alludes to me not being in the right relationship before, because if arguing was a problem, I feel like that means I was arguing too much. Like it's going to be always, arguing is inevitable. In a relationship, but I feel like it was. I think that was my answer because I might have been arguing too much with that person, which meant, which led me to me. I mean, which led me to think that that relationship was not for me. Um, and then my favorite thing was probably just something like I feel like, like I, yeah, like I, I I grew up with my both my parents in the household, and then I also had three little sisters, so I was never alone until I moved out. So I guess that was my favorite part. Just someone being there. How awesome! I think I could be more in terms of having someone to depend on. I think that's the biggest thing. Like even for the little things, like hey, you want to grab this for me? Hey, you scratch my back. Hey, you want to eat? Just having that was like great. That middle part, I Okay. Um. But the least favorite part is probably, I guess in the beginning stages, figuring out who that person is, like, all around. Because it's scary getting to know someone and, like, trusting in them. And then, um, well, I've lived with someone. So probably the cleaning part, because I'm low-key OCD, was my least favorite part, was the cleanest person. Men just aren't. I mean, you got some good ones that are, like, yeah. you know, but men are not good. Thank you, God, for that. What you mean you changed your pillowcase in six months? What? One of my biggest pet peeves is the freaking toilet Woo! Wow. Like, just that. It's scary looking. It's scary looking. I think mine is the dishes in the sink. I hate, don't leave dishes in my sink. Dishes? No, don't leave dishes in my sink at all. But the toilet, like the socks on the floor. (laughs) That's probably the most annoying part. And like I said, like getting to know, getting to know who the person is and trusting them. And the anxiety part, I'm a big worrier. Like I worry about your safety first and before everything else and everything at all parts of the day. Mm-hmm. I think my least favorite part about being in a relationship is personal to me. The trauma and experiences that I've had with other people making me feel either like worthless or depressed or just like constantly anxious, like, what are you doing? Like, that type of thing. Um, and I do my absolute best not to bring that into this relationship. And I am safe enough in my relationship to where. If I am feeling uneasy about something, or if I do have questions, that we can have open dialogue, have yeah. open conversation, mm-hmm. and it not turn into a huge argument. And uh, that I said in the podcast, um, and toxic. Part one. Like I throw things when I get angry and stuff like that, and and it's only taken a couple people to really get me out of my and out of character to make that in. Um, but like I said, like the relationship that I'm in, I feel safe enough to where I don't have to go there. But I don't have to. Um, we're learning and going together. Um, but all in all, I guess the least favorite part for me specifically is nothing against him, is sometimes the insecurity that I have within myself based off of my last mm-hmm. experiences. And your favorite part? 
Look at that smile. Did you see how she just smiled? This girl, a little bit. She has some extra lights in here. It's like my, 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 my. Okay. It's everything. As hell to pick something like that because I feel like we just have so much fun together. Like the we have very similar sense of humor. So stuff that we would laugh very about. Very y'all the same. Like stuff that we would laugh about. People would look at us like. No, but y'all are funny though. Y'all had dead the other day. Y'all are funny though. Yeah, it's, it's very great. It's very great. If you know my close friends, you saw us. Yeah, that's what I started laughing. I guess that just the fact that we can have so much fun together. And again, like I said before, the fact that my family loves him and embraces him mm -hmm. means so much to yeah. me. So. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. But I also think, like, back to what you said about. Uh, like your past relationship and dealing with those insecurities and trauma. I did bring up one time that like trauma does really go away. You just learn how to, uh, I don't want to say cope, but you learn how to work with it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So like your communication skills that you have with them, like none of that really balances, well balances, but like that's so much stronger than what your insecurity or what that your past trauma means because it's so powerful in how you guys communicate. That's the fact that you're able to share those experiences and like have open dialogue. There's no judgment. Like that within itself means everything, mm -hmm. I feel like. Mm -hmm. And some of those things you go through, like even bad things you go through, they build you up to be better. Like yes. now you learn how to communicate better, listen mm -hmm. better, do stuff that if you would have never went through that, you didn't even know what you were doing. Like sometimes I look back and I'm like, yeah. 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 yeah, 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 and I think that's also part of the reason why, like, it shouldn't be like the bad part of the relationship or why I feel like sometimes that's why I don't live the relationship. But when you're in a relationship, it exposes a lot about yourself that you never want anybody else to see or you didn't even know about yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, so like being in a relationship or even just friendships, um, in general, it just teaches you about yourself the good, the bad, the ugly, you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, you do learn a lot when you're in a relationship, especially if you're living together, especially if you're with each other every single day, you really learn a lot about yourself, mm -hmm. not just that other person. Like, I learned, a, when I was in a relationship, I learned a lot about myself, it's a lot of things that were so ugly about mm -hmm. myself, so yeah. 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 Well, wait, before we end, can we do one more question? Because it's low-key. Yeah. One that I would like to get trying to figure out God's voice for me. Um, I used to think growing up, and this is kind of what I was talking about with um, Christianity, things being taken literal, when, you know, pastor or whoever would say, when God's speaking to me, I used to think it was always an audible voice. Hey, girl, and what's going on? And I'm like, yeah. is it Morgan Freeman? Is God? Is it? Like, what does God sound like? How do I know when he's talking to me? And I realized that God speaks to me through dreams um and <laughs> it's kind of like opposite of what your question is i'm gonna answer the question first i am still trying to figure <laughs> out what god's voice is at least in this relationship too like what was it that god was telling me um when i got into my relationship that i'm in right now um but i know when god is telling me to get out of the relationship yeah. and when i start having dreams other people, <laughs> but dreams with other people as in like, I was in a relationship previously and I was having dreams and I had multiple of them where I was literally marrying, walking down the aisle to marry somebody different mm -hmm. than my boyfriend at that time. Yeah. And that's not really, yeah. that's not a good thing at all. Um, so I think for me, that is my thing. Like, I know God is, when God is telling me to stop doing something instead of going to do something. That's, yeah, that I 100% agree. Like, usually when God is talking to me, it's like, stop doing, stop doing that. Yeah. To go do something? Usually I'll be done did something already. That's why you're telling me to stop. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know how to answer your question. I think just. 
to like not that question but I just say we feel like you hear God. I think sometimes he speaks it through in my voice. I hear my voice sometimes. I hear and also he speaks to God through my mother. Um so it might not necessarily be him talking, but he definitely speaks through my mother. My mom would tell me anything or everything that God tells him to say to me. Mm-hmm. Um, tells him to tell my mom to say to me. Um, and then also I hear him just like in a, like a generic man's voice. I don't know how to explain it, just like a generic <laughs> man's voice. Like uh, I went to church a few weeks ago and I heard him literally saying, it's your time, Grace, it's your time. And it was a man's voice. And then when I went up to the altar, the preacher said the same exact thing. He said, God told me to tell you, it's your time, it's your time, it's your time. Like literally said the same exact thing. You know what I mean? Just like you, like, I'm not, it's not you hallucinating. You really heard what I just told you. You know what I mean? What I just said to you. Um, but as far as dating, I don't know. I, I, I guess I should talk to God more about that. And, like, I should have, instead of automatically assuming that I want to date, ask them first. But, yeah, wow, that's a good question. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think. There's a lot that I'm responsible to also. So for one, when it comes to the dreams, I think that will also like when I was in a relationship and it was getting bad, I was also just having bad dreams in general. Mm-hmm. And I'm not the type of person that dreams. So I'm having bad dreams even now. Like I've I've sensed like something bad can happen or I need to be out of a situation or <coughs> something like that. Oh, yes. She did say a lot. Uh, oh, I said, uh, usually it's not God telling you to go do something. It's the relationship. It's the stop. Yes. Yeah. 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 So then I should have rephrased the question because I think right now, like, I told y'all that I was at a point where I didn't know how to be single because I've, I've been in back to back relationships in college. And I think now I'm at a point where God is giving me so many signs where it's just like, child sit down and just focus on who you are as my child that's all no yeah that's literally <laughs> like in the dating sense that's literally what god has been telling me yeah. um but i think when it comes to like how god speaks to me is one like i said with the lights turning off mm-hmm. like analogy like that i see a love and love all the time like just those little things and then like i feel like the holy ghost just speaks like y'all ever hear someone say something in church and y'all get like chills or something mm-hmm. or you get like you feel this heaviness in your heart mm-hmm. i'll be feeling that when it comes to like watching service online like even being in church this weekend like i felt so much on my heart where it was like that was literally speaking to me in that very moment and i love my church so much because in everything that my pastor preaches it's always something that's relatable to like me personally which i know it's supposed to be mm-hmm. but there's just something so special about every single word and i'm pretty sure it's very intentional and it's through faith and like I just know that church is funny because everything resonates with my spirit. Um, yeah. And I think it's crazy as when you get older too because the same stuff that the preacher Martin talking about now is probably the same stuff that the preacher was saying when you were younger. You just resonate when you were later yes. when you were older. You, get through you experience more. more. You experience more. You have more people in your life that have put you through a lot of other stuff. So I feel like it's more relatable now when you're older. You understand it more. You understand why people were fading. Or you understand why people were crying when they were hungry. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when you're a little, you don't understand. Everything doesn't resonate with you because, of course, like you're not going to experience everything not all at one time, yeah. mm-hmm. so that's an okay thing, too. Yeah. Yeah. I just think, no matter what your experience with your faith, whatever your faith base is, first of all, I you should have something that anchors you. Yeah. Um, so whatever it is, as long as you can testify to whatever God you pray to, or whatever you can say the good things and all the things that He's done for you, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? He's because you know, maybe for whatever He's done for you, you can testify to that. Yes. Yeah.